1: Or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep tight stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.
3: Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really start writing your own. People always talk about your purpose or gift. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guest today is Derek D. Hayes. He was recently featured on the cover of Essence magazine. His vision for his restaurant, Big Dave's Cheesecake, began in 2014 as he aimed to merge his passion for community, food and business. What started as a small water water, 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 water ice shop in a seven, roughly 750 square foot Shell gas station in Dunwoody, Georgia, since 2016 has Generated nationally known Big Day's Cheesecake. If you've not been there, I recommend you go there. He's right down the street from my business. My staff, uh, they need they need to have stock in his business. That's how much they go there. A thriving cheesecake empire with store and mobile locations all across Metro Atlanta. Hayes is also the founder of Dave and Derek Hayes Foundation and co-owner of vegan cheesecake concept Dinkies, With Slutty Vegan Atlanta CEO and vegan restaurant Phenom, Pinky Cole. In 2021, Hayes' passion for community and food landed him a illustrious spot as a Forbes 2021 Next 1000 honoree. Let's discuss his journey into Big Dave's Cheesecake, being a community leader, being bigger then food. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass, Derek D. Hayes. How you doing, sir?
4: I'm good, man. Thank you so much, Mr. Rashawn McDonald, for having me, man. I appreciate you, brother.
3: <laughs> hey, man, I had to, had to lay it out there for you, Derek, because, uh, you know...
4: because <laughs> now nah, you did, man. That was good. You know, sometimes that you know, the stuff that you did, you know, along the way, it feels good. You know, uh, all your hard work, you know, somebody else honoring it. So it's always a blessing.
3: Well, the thing about it is you should be, because sometimes as I have a segment. I do a local show, uh, my show syndicates, and I do it live every Tuesday. i love to invite you on it, by the way, on uh, WCLK every Tuesday. And it's called a bragging segment. And I encourage people to call in and talk about their what they've done, because we tend to be too humble about our business. I always encourage people to remind them that, you know, McDonald brags, Ford brags, and we need to brag about what we do. So everything that you have accomplished is part of your success story. It's not what we see when we get that sandwich because that cheesecake sandwich, because what happens was there's a journey to get there. So how did I hit the date 2014? I hit a small gas station. I hit 750, square feet which is the size of my apartment in college so i know what that (laughs) feels like so talk to us about it because obviously there was a a walk in there wasn't a sit-down diner tell us about the whole concept of 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 what you are turned into an empire so far and it's growing
4: well well first um i want to start off with saying the mission and you know and an honor was my father you know that was everything that the reason why i built big days um he passed away from lung cancer in uh, 2009. And my dad dying wish was for me to, you know, stand on my own 10 toes and change my generational patterns and, you know, not to get in trouble. And, you know, he worked his whole life and he thought he left a lot behind and he didn't. So I was able to see a blue collar work of my whole life and now transpiring to me, building my brand and honor of my father. Mm-hmm. It was it was, you know, a lot of hard work, but it was something in my mission and my passion, what I really wanted to do, because just think about it. A lot of people build brands just for money. Right. You know, I right. built this for a purpose of really, you know, believing in my father, his, you know, his dreams and what he wanted before he left there. So it actually helped me and tricked me into wanting more out of my own self. So when I built big Dave's, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know how to, you <laughs> know, pay uh, sales and use tax. I didn't know anything about, you know, getting ADP. I didn't know anything about food costs. All I wanted to, do was better my life and, you know, get out of situations I was in at the time. But in the midst of all of this, I was able to start in a small um, gas station because nobody went and rent me a space out. You know, I'm going all over Atlanta. I'm saying, you know, I got the money, you know, I you know, I need that, you know, need the space. And everybody's like, you know, well you don't have the business experience. It only took me this one shot. I always learned this in life. One shot can change your life forever. And that gas station was my shot because that Indian guy rented me that space and, you know, I had no business experience and I was able to make that nationally known, you know, in seven years of my hard work. Now, along the way, I had a lot of roller coaster rides, you know, I got taken advantage of a lot by contractors, um, even, you know, employees, you know, cause I had a, you know, soft heart, you know, you know, I wanted to see everybody grow at the time, but it built my tough skin along the way because I had to understand for me to scale this business, I had to become a real entrepreneur. So I start really, you know, doing my Google University, my YouTube <laughs> University. I'm learning, you know, how to really, you know, do these things. And so I don't get taken advantage of because I didn't finish school. You know, I, I got a high school diploma, but I don't, you know, I didn't finish college. So and I got forty some tattoos on my body, so I don't look like the average CEO. So when people look at me, you know, I got to come on my things together so they could take me serious. And the way I did that was to build multiple successful businesses along the way throughout the years. Well, and let's, now, let's go back to no. the
3: first one. Let's go back to the first one because uh, I don't want people to miss these uh, tremendous steps because, you know, first of all, I love your story. Just a regular, oh. guy, a regular guy with a dream driven by a passion that was motivated by your passing father. That's, that's, that's taught. And a lot of people got that passion. Yeah. They got that passion, Derek. But then again, what takes them to that next step? Now, when you saw this gas station, there's a gas station, 750. Roughly, they said, you said 749. I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you one more square foot, 750, 750 square feet. Why and what area of town was it done with it? But what area of done with it? And why did you think and what did you have to bring in? Because this is a gas station. Now you're cooking in the gas station. So talk about that setup and then being able to sell the concept to the community and to your friends. Because the friends really is a hard sell because they're going to tell you it's not a smart idea.
4: So, so that's how I actually wound up in the kitchen cooking myself because I tried to get a, a, a cook to cook the cheesesteak and my friends was like, nah, it's not home. And not to mention, I am in this little uh, gas station with one grill and one fryer and it's all electric. You know, I don't know if a lot of people know cooking on electricity and cooking on gas is totally different because the, the grill goes in and out. You know, the temperature is different. When you pick cold you know, um, I- items on there, you lose temperature. So, I had to actually learn how to cook on these disadvantaged, um, you know, equipment that I had. And then I was cooking on used equipment at the same time. I had no no employees at the time. It's just me being a cashier, the the cook, the accountant, um, inventory, anything that I had to do to make it because I wanted to be successful. And the way I had to do that was put myself in all these situations to be able to, you know, work hard to do that myself because I didn't have the money at the time to to, you know, give people to help me because at the end of the day, I blew my money, you know, and I, and I spent my last, you know, building big Dave. So I really had to get it out the mud. So I would say that self-belief is more than anything that I had to do along the way is believing in myself. If you don't believe in yourself, there's no way that you can get somebody else to believe in you. So when I started believing in myself more, I started to get, you know, a little bit of traffic. And to be honest, man, I tell everybody, Eve, the rapper Eve, man, she was a big play, you know, a big part of my story because in the midst of me, you know, going through this year now open, I don't have no traffic still. I'm going under, you know, of course, if you can't pay the bills, eventually you're going to have to shut them doors. Right, and she posted me on her social network, man. At this, I made a chicken cheese steak for her, man. Right, and you know, so I went how, how
3: did you how did because rapper E famous, you know, great yeah. following, so loyal following, first of all, and so where were you at for that connection to make? Did you know her, or did she find out about your food? Somebody recommended your food. Tell, tell um, us about that setup. That was a
4: friend. It was a friend. It was a friend. A uh, friend of a friend, and she was um, shooting barbershop. You know, she was shooting the movie and um, I waited all right. day for her to come like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> and I'm talking about she ain't come, man. You know, you know, I ain't get discouraged. So I said, you know, I'm gonna keep on fighting. And the next day she really came. And as I was making this chicken cheesesteak, you know what she told me? She said, if this sandwich is good, I'm gonna post it on my social media networks. Now, you got to think about it. I'm a kid from Philly. I'm, I, all my resources, I exhausted everything. <laughs> and now I'm like, shit, my life depends on this. I got to make this sandwich the best I can make it. <laughs> and when I made this sandwich, she bit it. She went crazy. She said, oh, man, you brought me home. And she put it on every social media outlet she had at the time. And when I tell you the next day, I made $5,000. That was my biggest day ever at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just up from there. I started to be able to um, get the community more involved because They seen traffic. You know, people eat off of their eyes. Right. right. You know, they see lines. They say, well, it got to be good. So I was able to start building lines. And then the next part of my journey that was a very big part of my mission was in 2018. um, I was picked to go to a, a, a sandwich competition in Orange Beach, Alabama, and I ranked number 7th in the world. Okay, okay. And I Orange this.
3: Beach, Alabama, sandwich yes. competition. Okay, now, yeah. this ain't New York, this ain't nah, L.A., man. Dallas, <laughs> you're not even Atlanta. You're in Orange Beach, Alabama, sandwich competition. So, see, that's what I love about you. You know, you, you 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 tell this story, it's just so normal to you, but Orange Beach, Alabama, I don't think going to Orange <laughs> Beach, Alabama is going to do anything for anybody. But tell us about this competition and why it was important to go.
4: So so it was important to go because, for one, I wanted to represent that I not, not only had the best cheesesteak, but I wanted to have the best sandwich. And honestly, it was an opportunity for me. You know, I was hungry. I, you know, I had the fire in my belly for success. I was waiting for my moment. And when I got picked, I was ready for it. But to be honest, when I got there, you know, it was a little discouraging because... I was I was cooking on a barbecue grill. Now, mind you, how do you make a cheesesteak on a barbecue grill? Because they don't have flat top. So what I had to do, I went to Walmart and got a skillet and like a flat top. Right. And I put it over that gas grill and I got that thing hot and I made them cheesesteaks just like I was at Big Dave's. You know, I took my obstacles and I pivoted because that's the thing. When you don't pivot, when stuff happens, you're going to sink. Right. You're gonna give up. Right. You, can, you know, I'm already a disadvantage, you know, to the to, to American society. I'm a black man that come from the ghetto, so I'm supposed to be here anyway. Yes, sir. You know, yes. so the way I was looking at it was this is my opportunity to make some noise for me and my people to show that I deserve to be here. And when they so come am my I'm name, saying, when
3: you say that, then the diversity at this competition was not much. When you make a statement, oh, like I that.
4: I can I can count on my, my uh my fingers how many black people was in this competition and it probably was uh um, maybe 15,000, you know, could have been, could have been, you know, a little, a little less, a little bit more, I'm not sure, but right. I know that it was a, a good amount of people, you know, uh, that was trying to qualify um, for this for this uh, cooking competition. And honestly, i never forget, I gave Bo Jackson a, a Dave's way. And I said, I know I had a big shot because I knew I was making this sandwich, but, you know, all of my grind, my blood, sweat and tears, <laughs> all these years of me working, I said I ain't come here to lose, man. You know I came here <laughs> to show out and show on. And honestly, and they called Derek Hayes. They said, you know, top qualifiers, top ten in the world. And when they called me, I was talking to somebody, and because we was in this big uh, facility, right. And I was looking at them like they just called my name, and it was mind blowing because at the end of the day, you want to win, you want to get to the mountaintop, you want to get there. But when they really call your name. All your years of your hard work and everything you've been through started to pan out, and honestly, it was emotional for me because, again, just like you said, it was in Orange Beach, Alabama. Me as a black man <laughs> winning anything <laughs> in Orange Beach, Alabama was a win for me
3: <laughs> on a barbecue grill, on a barbecue grill, <laughs> on a barbecue grill with a skillet from Walmart.
4: Exactly, you know, and that's how a lot of my ju- a lot of my journey was built off of blood, sweat, and tears, and getting it out the mud for real because I wanted people to see a real. Authentic side of what I was building. I don't want people to, you know, see that anything was given because I wanted them to see that if the resources were short and they looking at me, they can do it too.
3: Well, the beauty of this conversation that I'm having with you is that I know that establishing your brand because setbacks are part of your growth. Now, in 2020, we all faced a pandemic, and that at that point, we didn't know what to do. And so you used the word pivot earlier in your conversation, the word pivot, which I think is really important in this conversation. When we talk to young entrepreneurs who have a have a goal set in place, this is how I'm going to do it, and sometimes when something interrupts that goal, they fr- frustration sets in or they throw their hands up. When when COVID, the country was set down in the month of March, how did you react to that and did you have a game plan, Dave? Derek I'm going to say Derek. this
4: in a I'm going to say this in the most humblest way. My life was a pivot. I come from West Philadelphia. I come from the jungle. I come from a land of opportunity if you want it because you got to go get it. So when this happened in this pandemic, of course, nobody ever seen this tragedy happen in the world like this. But I knew the city I came from from taught me how to pivot. So I wasn't going to quit. I was going to find out a way to help people while I was helping my brand be able to grow at the same time. And the way I was able to do that was. I was able to give a thousand plus meals to the community because that, those same people that was going through those hard times. Right. Were the same people standing on my lines. And then I wanted to help the healthcare workers, those frontline workers. Those were the same people that was putting their life on the line every day for people that had COVID. And we didn't really know how dangerous COVID was at the time. So those people I wanted to help. I fed 40 plus hospitals in a month. Of COVID, the first month, you know, really, you no, know, we didn't know what was going on. And I put my life on the line just as well going in those hospitals because I believe that it was a bigger purpose. If they seen an entrepreneur, a young black kid that come from the ghetto standing up, some other people would stand up. And then we will all stand up together and we were we will reunite and be able to get our communities back together. And downtown, I was able to help out. I donated $26,000 to help businesses get back open. So for me, it wasn't about making the money in the pandemic. It was about helping others get their doors back open so that people could see what type of person I was and what I stand for and what I represent and what I wanted out of my own self. If you can look through a vision of me, you can look through the vision of the community and we can grow together. And that's what I was trying to do. Well, you did it.
5: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rishon McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald.
3: You were recognized by Forbes 2021 Next 1,000 Honoree. Now, yeah. again, you know that goes back to Alabama. You know you got there, you're in a tent. You know they call your name. Didn't know that was uh-huh. going to happen. You shocked. Uh-huh. Now you're doing all this great work for the co- for the community. You know, like you said, now one point in your conversation, were you talking about selling? you talking about uplifting, giving, 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 26,000 here, thousand sandwiches here. All about the drive is if I give, then they show support, it creates loyalty. That's a business model that corporations do all the time. And that comes from service. Now, service drives your business. Customer service is a high priority as far as how you communicate with your with your customer base. Correct.
4: Yes. Yes. But I think I think um, with me, um, with me, um, uh, sir, I think with me is. People see yes, sir. that I'm real. They see the authentic side of it. Like, I'm not scripted. You know, I show my flaws. I show my, my my ups and downs so that you don't make the same mistakes that I made. I'm not selling you food. I'm selling you hope and I'm selling you a dream. Right, that A kid like me believe in and want to make a change. And when they see that, they put the food to the side for a second. They know I make good food. Everybody loves my food. But they also love the passion and the story that I'm putting out because there's so many other people out here in the world that need that help. You think about it. It could be a young kid that looked just like me, 34 years old. He might be in the hood trying to get out of not being, you know, selling drugs or a bad situation. He can go in and punch on Instagram and look at me and say, listen, <laughs> I know this kid came from the same right. thing I came from. I could do it, too. Right. That's bigger than me, than any money. That's that's the biggest thing for me. You know, I could be walking in the market and somebody will walk up to me and say, hey, man, you don't even understand. You saved my life. You made me want to change. You made me want more out of myself. And I used the food to be able to step stepping stone and trigger that. I was told this once upon in my life. Right. My aunt was battling cancer in 2005. Her name was Teresa Hennigan. She eventually passed away. But in the middle of this, I went to a church with her. And a pastor, he told me in my ear, he said, You're going to be a pastor. Now, at the time I'm playing basketball, I had hoop dreams to make it to the NBA. I said, I'm not going to be no pastor. A pastor is not about getting on a pulpit. It's about spreading the message. It's about giving a message so other people can receive. And right now, every day I spread the message. When these people out here seeing Big Dave build these two locations, young black kid come from the ghetto, build multi-million dollar companies left and right right now, they get motivated by that. So, for me, that's the biggest motivation
3: for me. It ain't about the money. It's about the motivation for my people. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, you know, when I saw you on the cover of Essence, you know, usually, you know, when you're on the cover of Essence, you know, you it's your elbow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Michael B. Joy. You know what I'm saying? That's, hey, that's, man, that's uh, that legendary man. Go, go, legendary. go, 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 go. That's it. Now he's smiling, y'all. If y'all if, if y'all audio, I got to tell you, he straightened up a little bit when I start talking about being on the cover of Essence. Because <laughs> Essence is like, you know, because I'm older than you. That, that's the you know, that's Ebony back in my day. That's Jet Magazine yeah. back in my day. You know, my you saw that. You left that on the coffee table when, you, when, when it happened because, you know, that was an announcement about your brand. But it's even a bigger announcement for you because it wasn't entertainment driven your appearance on there it was about you as a person what you do for the community and you being able to step out like you talk about your background you come from humble beginnings you come from philadelphia you come from a neighborhood like i came from a neighborhood where people stereotype your success you know you know exactly. you, you yeah. driving that neighborhood then people will question why you come out how exactly it's, it's like you 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 lucky Use terms like like that.
4: Like, you don't don't belong here. Like, you don't deserve it. And I think, see, and that's what I'm trying to teach, too. You know, I was asked this question yesterday. I was having a conversation and they said, why do you think our culture, you know, handle things differently? And the reason with that being is just imagine if you was a kid on Christmas, right? Right. Everybody got this toy, but this one kid got the best toy that everybody wanted. If that kid never was taught how to share that toy because he never had the resources to feel good about having anything that feel good, then how can that kid ever know he's doing wrong? When you're in an environment of everything a certain way, that's what you're accustomed to. Now, what I'm trying to show different is, okay, we step out of these boundaries of these inner cities, these lower lower income communities, and now we got social media outlets showing us when it's right from wrong. But the leaders that got the voice got to help out and say, listen, Now that we got the ball in our hands, let's stick together and change these communities out and give resources. Let's build community centers. centers. Let's build a financial literacy program so that when kids get to high school and when they about to get out of high school, they ain't lost on about a credit card or or how they going to do their financial literacy, or how they going to get through college. They know that spending over 30% on their <laughs> credit card is going to mess their credit up before the bill cycle hit. Right. They know that they can now you know, utilize their, their capital before that bill cycle hit, so that now they're not getting penalized for interest. So they rotating this money, making money. They know how to get cash back, cash rewards cards, when they're spending money to put it in their savings account, when it, when it earns enough money to now move the money and it's free money off of spending money. But we can't teach that. And we don't know that. And all we can know is what's going on in these communities to survive. Like I said, where I come from at in Philly, I was born to just survive. And my day of living, it was my day of survival. I ain't thinking about tomorrow. So I'm trying to teach my generation now, let's worry about tomorrow. Because when you got kids, you got to leave them set up for when you ain't here. You got to right. take care of them from the grave. You know what I'm saying? That's why we're doing this a life insurance initiative right now.
3: Wow. You know, I I love as we progress through this interview Derek, how you've, uh, your energy, your comfort zone with me has just picked up and keep transferring to an even more positive level. But the number one thing when I talk about and I meet individuals like you, because you're a self made person. Like I said, yeah. you're not ashamed of your journey. Now, because at the beginning, I always talk about friends, family, and don't let anybody stop you from living your dream and stop you from planning your dream. Okay, when you talk about the community and the next step, what is Big Dave's future? How do you how do you conceptualize it? You know, who do you because you know it ain't you no more than that 750 square foot shale gas station yeah. by yourself? You have to put a team around you. What does that team look like so our team so our listeners and our viewers can understand when you grow, grow has to be surrounded by quality. You have to spend money to keep that quality around you in order for your dream to grow.
4: I, li- I like this topic right here because a lot of people, you know, um, they might tell me I'm too top heavy with the locations that I have. But the thing is, if you ain't, if you ready, you ain't got to get ready, you know, when that moment happens. So I'm about to open my third location in Jonesboro, Georgia. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, it, uh, the doors are open this summer. You know, um, a lot is going through with the pandemic. So it's pushing a lot of materials back, you know, and a lot of um, stuff is on hold. Uh, but in the, midst of, in, the, in the midst of everything that w- I'm doing with my brand, I'm about to put eight rows in the market where you're about to be able to go in um, your nearest stores and be able to make your own egg rolls whenever you want Big Dave's. And that's going to be a big thing for me because that's a dream of mine is going to market. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm coming out with the new Big Dave seasoning. You're going to be able to come in Big Dave stores and you're going to be able to pick up uh, the same season that we make the product with. Mm -hmm. So when you want to become your own Big Dave at home, you can do it. (laughs) Um, You know, I just want, for me, like philanthropy is a big thing for me, you know, building this brand. I love it just as much as I love, you know, the restaurant space. I love talking to people because, for one, I know that I'm giving them real game that I've been through in my life to help them change theirs. No, I don't think I know everything, but me at 34 years old, I was blessed in a lot of ways that, you know, a lot of people may not not have got to yet. And I can now help them when they get to this situation in their life they're not making those same mistakes I made. Let me tell you something. Mistakes cost (coughs) in a business. Right. When you in business, mistakes cost. It, it costs when I mean it costs, it's more than money. It hurts you in the finance side, but scaling a business, you need your CRO to be good, your COO to be good, your GMs to be good, your assistant managers to be good, your fry cooks, your grill cooks. Everybody is a is a motor that works together to operate this vehicle. And without that, you can't scale. Right. And it took me years to, to really be able to get that together because like I said, I love heart, So I see the best out of people. Sometimes they don't see in themselves. But I was also told this by multiple different billionaires. And this was my blessing. Right. You yeah. know, you're never going to scale if you don't get thick skin to be able to do it, because these same people aren't going to be with you. Not. The ones that belong with you going to be with you because they want to better themselves along the journey. Mm-hmm. But the ones who just tagging along and the business is growing and they're not growing. You know, you're gonna eventually have to leave them or the business is gonna leave you. And if the business leaves the CEO, you know what happens after that. It goes to, it goes down the drain. Right. And, right. and and that's what I'm not building. Like I told you, this I honor this to my father. I know in the end of this, I'm gonna build i I'm building a, a billion dollar business. I'm gonna have big Daves everywhere. Um after Jonesboro, we um gonna leave the state because I feel like uh <laughs> it's enough big Daves right now Absolutely. in the state of Georgia. Um and I and I don't wanna oversaturate the market. I want people to really um Continue to love the brand the way they love the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to keep on setting the bar high and setting the culture. And what I got going on outside of, you know, just the Big Dave's brand, you know, um, me and Pinky, we jumped in real estate heavy. We buying up a lot of real estate right now. Right. And the reason yeah. why we doing that is because we're trying to build up these communities. So when stuff ain't looking right in these communities, what's better to say it? it's, it's people that look just like the people that's from these communities, building them up and any developers tearing them up and moving them out. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. We're going to keep them. We're going to keep them in. We're going to give them jobs. And the way we're going to do that is out these companies we're building.
3: Love it. You know, some, Derek, um, first of all, when Jonesboro opened up, you better contact me. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Because I, 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 I want to be there. I, like I said, I'm right down the street uh, uh from your location over there at uh, Brand Mart. I'm right now. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. I'm right down the street from that. And so uh, so I, my staff supports it. I First of all, as a talk to you. Your passion, your information, um, your gift, man, your gift and a blessing. Your entrepreneurial spirit—you are what America is built on, a, a land of opportunity. You know we should never be denied based on the color of our skin or the education that people perceive we don't have. You are the person that I bring on the show to educate my audience that anything is possible. And I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass.
4: Thank you, man. And I and I thank you for having me. And I want to I wanna release one more thing okay. for people listening. Mm-hmm. So, it's not about how you start. It's not about what's going to happen in the middle of that race. If Your shoe get untied. Your soul get messed up. Your sneaker fall off. Just finish the damn race. Don't worry about the place <laughs> you're going to be in because as long as you finish the race, the job is done. And when the job is done, guess what you can say at the end of the day? I finished the marathon because I wasn't worrying about the race. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of it all, you gave it all you got. Yes. As long as you give it all you got and you finish that line, as long as you cross it, be proud of yourself and your journey and stop sizing yourself up to other people because God got everybody journey for themselves to be able to better other people. You don't know... It may feel like that man or that woman got that success overnight, but you don't know what they've been
3: through to get that success. Absolutely. So it's not a track meet; it's a marathon. So always remember that. I love it because I always tell people that you know, don't look at that's the old saying, don't look in somebody else's yard. You know, you don't have to explain the word "I finish" versus "I quit." I quit you out to explain it. I finished me and I made maximum effort to get the job done exactly. that's all you're saying and I love it brother we're going to talk exactly. in person because I want to sit down and just chat with you I appreciate hey, me too, your time man, man because you're special again I've had Pinky on the show both of y'all are special but congratulations you know uh, Mr. Idris Elba uh, or Big Dave's Cheesecake you know Mr. Sexy Mr. Sexy Mr. Good <laughs> Looking got the teeth all out there you know 43 tattoos straight out of Philly Big Dave Cheesecake Amen. thank
4: you bro. Keep
3: doing your thing. I see you be in the kitchen whipping up your recipes. <laughs> cheese steak, man. I love it, man. Stay strong, right, bro. Big days, one, cheese steak, man. Thank you, man. All right. We talk soon. All right. If you want to right, hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. Derek, man, a super, super great interview, brother. You're a special man, okay?
4: Hey, man, it was good talking to you. I could have talked to you forever, brother. Hey, listen, I'll be saying you whip up on your page. I'm like, I see you going away. (laughs)
3: I'm going to drop out, man. I'm going to let you know when I come by so we can sit down and talk. Yeah, let me
4: know, man. Let's sit down.
3: Let's talk, man. Okay. Stay strong. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. All right, bro. Thank you.
5: We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald.
2: You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily minute of inspiration. I sat down with dancer and actor Sky Alvester Black. He discussed the necessity of yielding to what God has for you and even when you can't see it for yourself. Always put God first. Sometimes you have to surrender to what you think you want and follow what will God has for you in your life. And I always say when I pray, specifics matter because I remember being a kid and I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to be a star. And actually, I wanted to sing but I prayed, I said, I want to be on TV. And that was my destiny. I felt like God gave me an angel in Debbie Allen to notice what was all Already going to be my destiny down the line and walk fully in purpose i'm a true believer of that you can listen to this full interview with sky alvester black it's available on money making now let's return
5: now. to money making conversations master class with Rashawn mcdonald
3: and it's fun and it's just you know it's, it's i think about you know when we grow up let me let me just start the interview dorico <clears throat> <laughs> Let's get this started. I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to start crying. Talk about talking Because about, everybody can't relate to big families, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm about to go over, start reminiscing. You know, I was in the hood, you know, two bedroom shotgun house. And uh, you know, daddy was a truck driver, you know, mama went to school took care of us. <laughs> cool. They, they, they're gonna count us down and then I'm going to introduce the show and then I'm gonna set up the show talking about the upcoming third season, and, um, and we we'll go from there. But it's a nice, comfortable show. We're going to have a fun, laugh, and uh, you guys are going to give me some advice and I'm going to share with my audience. Okay, perfect.
6: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
1: When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep tight stories. Listen to sleep tight stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody.
0: Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host,
3: I really love kids. That's what she says all the time. I really love kids. Y'all know that. you can't hear what I'm I really love kids. Two, <laughs> one. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about your purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gifts. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My next guests are Karen and Dion Derico. They're promoting their TLC show, Doubling Down with the Three The Fan Favorite (laughs) Series is airing season three now. They're so happy I said the name right. Uh, Navigating (laughs) life with 14 kids. 14, y'all. Ten plus four, 14, including four sets of naturally conceived multiples is never easy. I grew up with six sisters, two brothers, so I know the never easy story. And that's why people always wonder why I eat so fast. But with kids getting older, parents, Dion and Karen are facing a whole new. Let me just set up the third season for y'all. The kids are getting older. See, see when you just tell the kids to just shut up in the corner and they go shut up, Be uh, something. Point, they don't, that ain't working no more. Including a 15-year-old quest for independence and a driver's license. 11-year-old and 10-year-old twins developing their first crushes. Four-year-old triplets starting preschool. Plus potty training. I saw them all sitting on the toilet. A trip to Disney, Disneyland. Can you imagine all of them down at Disneyland? They just, they made the line long as soon as they walked up. Fast pass. They are a pass. They are a fast pass killer. New health issues and more. In the midst of the regular chaos of raising children, the are also on the brink of a big decision: moving cross country to South Carolina. I, I know about the Low Country. Great food down there. Okay, Karen's extended right. family's down there. In, you know Southern roots. You know she tried to go back down there. You know sweet potato pie and all that good stuff. No matter what lies ahead, the Derricoles will face it together. This is how you get. This is the whole part about. It. This is written by TV folks. We'll face it together, doubling down on all the love and fun it takes to raise this unique family. Please welcome to Bunny Making Conversation Masterclass. Karen and Dion DeRico. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. You know, you you know when I first heard about the show coming on, you know, it, because people look at it anything that's unusual as a novelty. That's a novelty. And so yes. let, let's go back to, and, and you, you know, you guys didn't do this to be a, to be a, some type of, I'm gonna use this word like a show, freak show or an or a novelty. So who contacted you and who had to convince who to do the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was any convincing.
7: No. Uh, both mm-hmm. Karen and I sat back and we discussed it. You know, we talked about what we would do with such a platform yes, and how the platform would look, you know, And we wanted to make sure that no matter what, we stayed true to, of course, who we are. And we wanted to speak to many people that may be facing some of the challenges in which you would watch on our show. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, everything you see on our show is real. It's us. It's life. And we're showing how we navigate through those many challenges. We're just a large family. No different from anyone else except the fact that so many of us.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I come from a large family—six sisters, two brothers—and there is a difference, you know, is feeding. A, a yeah. big family, you know, feeding. That's because you know it's like you have to wait in line for the food. You do have to like. It's, there's no getting around it. Okay, you know, <laughs> you have to get to make enough food. I remember people, are, and I would just tell a true story because I came from phil Ford and and I went to college and and we come from a you know I wouldn't say impoverished but we was a wasn't 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 middle class and so I would uh, I was I was still in college I was always used a spoon I would eat with a spoon all the time. In fact, if you gave me, I wouldn't even use a knife to cut. I use a spoon to cut my sandwich. And my friends would go, "Hey, dude, you know it's a knife order." And for my mind, I, I, I didn't even think about that because when you don't have a lot, you use what's available. It becomes normal becomes Absolutely. normal and i'm not saying you guys live that life but i'm just saying yeah. is that you make adjustments and to be able to provide for you like i thought that was normal and i lived a great life i grew up a great child in that yes. large kid environment and so yes. what adjustments have you guys made so your children can be as normal as possible in an environment with 14 kids oh that's a good question yes.
7: um what do we do to make it normal and is you know children follow the head, right? We're the parents. So I think the thing is she and I had a great understanding as to what we wanted in life, where we where we expected to go. We talked about having a lot of children. We just didn't anticipate having all these multiples <laughs> that right, right. That's a surprise. God Did tricked I? you. God tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> But we did understand the assignment to the degree of we said, and we actually talked about how we wanted to parent, what type of relationship we wanted to have with our children. Mm -hmm. And so from having said that, thank God, I got into real estate very, very early. And um, those were the funds. The funds were available to allow for she and I to be at home with them. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest blessing that we were able to give our children is we're both at-home parents right? right. because mm-hmm. we, did, we developed the income that would sustain us being able to be at home. My wife specializes in early childhood education. So with that being said, she's a teacher right. and then mine is teaching them in life and, and and the street mentality. I grew up in a very hard area like yourself. Right. And so educating them on so many levels and she and I giving them the level of, edu- of education mm-hmm. that we deem as being important such as financial literacy. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You know, these... Est- that this wasn't taught to me in school about mm-hmm. credit mm-hmm. and why you need to have credit and interest rates and so having said that we were able together to put together such a plan and I mean I'm able to see it now hindsight being 2020 right, right, right. how great plan that she and I put together right. and so answering your question as to how did we uh prepare for such a large family and making those provisions yes, sir. because started from the ground up baby and we built this thing the right way that's well,
3: you know, how you know I, and it's important to have two heads communicate you know communicate especially with a family on this side and it is equally important to have the male's participation especially on the feet the girl side the, the daughters you know I play a role in my I can tell if my absence is In my daughter's life, if there were, she'll be a different person because she respects the process. And that's the process. You know, whoever, how I treat her and raise her is the type of man she may marry or date, you know, based on the values she sees. Well, daddy treated me like this. Or daddy didn't give me Christmas presents. Or daddy didn't think much on my birthday. Then guess what? Yes. The man in my life. Okay, if he does the same thing, and that could be like you know parental abuse in the sense to me. I always tell people what you what you teach your child because they come in the world like I was. The blessing of this show me is this is that, and I'm talking to Karen and Dion DeRico, and uh, doubling down on DeRico. Okay, <laughs> on TLC is that. These kids didn't ask to come into this world. And I always tell people, that's why That's when I see parents and uh, child abuse. I just, I'm, it angers me. It angers me. And when they come into this world, that's a responsibility. With each case, like you said, you didn't expect multiple child children being born at each time. Once you recognize that, you know you had to plan for that. So as yeah. each situation happened, emotionally, what did that do for you, the, the, the motivation? Because you know you got kids over here. Okay, And normally when you're pregnant, you bring in one child, additional child in the world. You bring in multiple. How does that how do you balance that conversation, Karen, as a mother in regards Mm -hmm. to these additional kids that you bring on and being able to maintain that that love balance?
2: It is. That's a really good question. You know, I first start with this was a. Um, you know, we asked when Dereko and I sat down and had that first, you know, initial conversation and the question is asked how many children you want, you know, it was how many ever got, how many mm-hmm. God blesses me to have. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though with each pregnancy and when the multiples of especially started to come along, <laughs> we were extremely grateful, but we also looked at it as God <coughs> blessed them and this is. We want to make sure that they contribute to society. We Want to raise them in a way where they are positively contributing to society. So the adjustments that we make is, you know what? God gave you all, for, gave you us, um, for a reason. Right. And He knew that. He knew that you were. He you were. I, we always tell our multiples, you were so special that God made a <laughs> a, a partner with you. Right. Mm-hmm. are here on a higher accord. And you have to answer that call, and it's our job to nurture you and to figure that out, and that to help find your place and, like you said, your purpose and your gifts. Right. And we never they go by without reminding them that you are here for a reason. Let's let's find your special gift and let's share it with the world.
3: Right, yeah. and and being the responsibility because you know that Dion, you know the, the era we live in, and you know uh, look at television, the George Floyd situation, the, the pandemic, and. And uh, this, this is not the world we grew up in. Okay, technology. Exactly. You, you know, the, the, your children—they yeah. don't. Have, you have to tell them about the birds and bees. You have to keep them off their cell phone. You know what I'm saying? You know, so you—they <laughs> do won't learn it yeah. the wrong way. So, Derek, as the as the as a, as the man, as the being able to, you know, uh, some things you can't control. What, what what as a as as the father? What responsibility in this new era? Because you got 14 of them. Okay, it's bad enough yeah. trying to keep. Two under control or one under control, but fourteen of them, okay. And then you got some of them that think they know more than you when they hit that age. That's what they had on the show in the third season. How's a dad, you know, you maintaining that when you're not losing the rest of your hair? Because somebody's turning gray it's probably about to take over. It's about to take over this season. You, you about to take over? <laughs> hey, listen, that's why I got the hat on right now, my brother. That's why the hat is on right
7: now, okay. Very, but uh, no, everything you're right yeah. on. Um it is very important that we set the tone and the standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tone and the st- one of the very first things we do with all of our children is we remind them of their importance mm-hmm. and we we let them know that we validate them. Mm-hmm. Right. Only copy can validate them. No one in the street, no one outside yes. of this home has the authority to validate them. That's one. Right. And when we validate them, we validate them with greatness. Uh, in, in order for us to change the trajectory in which we see as some of the things go mm-hmm. right now within the world, mm-hmm. we have to set a standard of greatness right. in the mind of our youth. Right. Because once that standard has been properly placed, they won't be so quick to throw their lives away right. for something that appears to be great in that moment. Right. That's one of the key things is is having something worth having something worth fighting for right. will more than likely prevent
3: you from making a very <laughs> bad decision. Yes, sir. Without fruit, right? Right. You know the interesting thing about it is that you know you know, we, we, as they get older. And because you have kids watching kids, okay, they see the, yes. what the older can get away with. Okay, now you this upcoming third season, the driver's license, the independence. So, so I'm, I'm, now we're talking parenting. Now, you know, parenting one on one. No, you know, just because you see that happen, don't mean it's gonna happen for you. Or they say, well, he can do it, or she can do it. Why can't I do it? How are you dealing with that? I see this. She gets away with that. He gets away with that. How you getting away with that? How are you controlling the yin and the yang in the house from these kids saying that you favor him? You let him do that. I can do that. I want to go that. I'm old enough. Respect me. Oh, it's coming up now. This is this season three. This season three now. This season three now, Karen. Because I be I'll be watching the show. Cause here's the funny part. When y'all sit on that sofa, Karen, you be looking lively. Then he be on that sofa. Ty- he be he be sitting, He be he be laying back on that sofa. Uh, he be looking like he about twenty five years old. He be so tired. He don't know. I be laughing. I tell my wife, "Look at that boy. He tired. He tired. He he don't care about them cameras no more. He ain't forgot they hey. own. Karen's still trying to sit up right. Dion, he just I'm on this sofa, uh-huh. y'all. Honey, <laughs> You're supposed to give my secret away. Hey hey, 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 Dion. You know I'm telling the truth. Karen, she be she maintains that camera pose. She staying upright on that sofa. Hey. You see, you gonna sit right there. The boy, he getting on the sofa. He lean back. All he missing is a beer. That's all he missing is a beer. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I I I love it because of the fact that. That's why I was so excited to talk to you guys because it's such oh. a real image of familyhood and the fact that i come from that large family environment i know you know when and i'm not and i'm not trying to place you guys because lord knows my parents were not into real estate my dad was a truck driver third grade education my mom graduated from high school that's the life i drove in, not the life that your children are raising but it didn't stop me from being great didn't stop me from dreaming and realizing that impossible yes. is possible. And that's what yep. we hear on this show all the time. But as parents, tell us a little bit of what's coming up this season. Because I don't want to give away all the tricks. But it's an interesting season because of the fact that it's kind of like a coming of age. Because, you know, you did the first season and you learned some things. The second mm-hmm. season, now the kids kind of know. They know what's going on now and they kind of yes. pitching a little bit of ideas too well why can't we do this so so yeah. daddy talk about controlling this family holding them down keeping them ship ship shape for season three um
7: uh, the ship shape is something we put in in, in place yeah. years ago thank god we put that in place years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you see regarding our children on um, doubling down with the
3: dorico's which
7: is on TLC, and you can stream us at Discovery
3: Plus. Oh, hold on, hold on, damn, damn! I ain't about to say goodbye now. See, that's a goodbye. That's a goodbye right there. You know, you you saying all the credits and everything. Uh, 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 we on TLC, uh, doubling down with the Doricos. Okay, continue, uh, Karen, no, that's, that's, Karen, Karen. Karen, Karen, Karen. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. He, is he gonna keep talking like that, Karen? Is he gonna talk like you know he? Uh, you know he an announcer. Where, where where's this fun guy I see on TV? He just went in PR mode. Uh, on TLC it's a family oriented show, doubling down with the Doricos. He changed his voice and everything.
5: You Where know that know, guy it, on
3: the sofa? When, tied that's the guy I, I want to talk ready. to. I got to make it ready
7: for those viewers of yours. This they may not know. And so it, it had been a minute since the
3: last time you said it. So, I can- <laughs> <laughs> Well, continue, sir. I, I apologize. I apologize. So, no worries. So
7: anyway, as I was saying, doubling down with the <laughs> on <TV. laughs> every plus but um, one of the things you'll see is you'll see how we uh deal with the esotericness of having two-year-old babies right. that are being trained mm-hmm. and 16 year old who wants to drive now yes. right. and who's still talking about dating right and the children that's in between there that's going through the many stages. I think one of the things that's so unique about our show is that we have, and about our family is that we have so many different uh, ages that we have to cater. So much going on constantly all at one time. Mm -hmm. And thank God we both have each other. I don't know how we would navigate through it.
2: And and we definitely let our children know that just because one person (laughs) is doing something doesn't mean that you get to do something else. Like we have to find, you know, they'll say, "Well, like how you said earlier, you know, what well, this one's trying to drive. I want to get them to understand where I'm driving. Well, you're not ready yet. Right. You're not ready yep. due to various reasons. And we explain that to them. And it's, it goes back to redirecting them about what they are, you know, what they should be doing, what they should be learning and just nurturing special talents that they have. You know, Darian is of an age where she is, you know, eager to learn to drive. And that's what Poppy and I are going to be doing to make sure mm-hmm. she learns. And when you get to that point, we'll also help you, um, you know get your driver's permit or license or however that is at that time. But in the meantime, let's focus on something else right now. And so, you know, we make sure we we close that up real quick with that. Oh, well, they get to do it. Okay,
3: so. (laughs) (laughs) She got that tone, don't you? She heard it. Oh,
5: well. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, the, the,
3: the thing about it is that, um, you know, th- this is TV. So there's entertainment, there's editing, you know, people create situations. But the bottom line is just being making sure your, your kids don't get damaged by the process. You know, this is, you know th- that's the key, because like I would tell you, they can stop this show tomorrow, you know, but you still got to be great parents. You still yes, got to yeah. provide for them, and yes. uh, and that's what I love about the show because I th- th- this is not this is something this is a tool and a uh, show people that they can parent. But one thing that I want to talk to people who hadn't saw the show and you should watch the show. Tell them how you, you you know you handle chores with the kids, how you handle scheduling uh the pro the, the meals and everything so they get a sense of the, the level of professionalism that goes into because this is this is a job, okay? This is a job. Don't get it twisted now. You, you can't come in and end problem with 14 kids. You you yeah. can't improv with 14 <laughs> kids. And so and so because if they do it, the kids will see it. That, the kids are smart. They they see yeah. things that you they remember things. That you yes. may have thought they didn't even see, and so yes. how does how does the chores the chores and uh, happen, and how does the whole process of of the, the the meals and getting them up and getting them ready work? Because like you said, the uh, you have different age groups, so different age groups means you have to treat them all differently.
7: Yes, yes. Um, so mommy works with getting them up in the morning. Again, mommy does the homeschooling, mm-hmm. right. so she works them up, setting that up, and then I'm the cook in the in the house, so right. I'll start getting their breakfast together and their lunch and of course dinner. But of course I'm doing it, you know, as the day mm-hmm. progresses. Right. And, uh, and every child, every human being in this house has a responsibility to the house. Right. Yeah. No free ride. Um, and that's for many, many, many reasons why we do that because we're teaching them how to work with the team right. and we are their first team. Mm-hmm. Right. And so saying that even the younger babies, we'll go put trash and, you know, something in the trash, right. go get a diaper or pull up, mm-hmm. uh, where everyone is doing something. Mm-hmm. And it all creates that camaraderie amongst the family. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many different levels to this thing. I mean, this, this conversation is not even long enough for us to have it, for me to catch you up on all the things that we do. Mm-hmm. But mommy has a great system. You want to yes. talk about some I system? just, um, you know, they're
2: homeschooled. They do a wonderful homeschool blended program. So everyone is, you know, up by 7.30 um, in front of their uh, laptops to start school at 9. School is over at 12. We start homework. We're done by 3. And then by 5, dinner is um, getting in our
3: bellies.
2: (laughs) That that, that family time. Mm -hmm. And then by thirty, everyone is in the bed. And so we try to do as much as we can throughout the day and coordinate effective communication. Um, texting each other, hey, I got this appointment, I got that one, or this one, you know, we constantly talking about that, and then, um, we try to have a little me time at night, which ends up probably watching us, the television,
3: right, the nightly, Mm
2: -hmm. nightly news, watching us, but, um, and we just try to get that that time in.
3: <laughs> I like and that. She threw that in. Y'all just fell asleep in front of the television. See, I do that little watching us. I do that little. That's that's some grown folks. we tired. line Watching us. News watching us. <laughs> don't try. Do Carrie, I- don't try. I'm a whole school. Carrie, you can't slip them lines past a whole schooler <laughs> like me now. Uh, t- news watching us. You know, we be trying, but it's... Wake up is old school. Be wake up just the uh, the flag would be on back in the day in the sixties. <laughs> oh my God! You know one of one of the key uh, promotional moments of this that you guys go move is uh, promoting the fact that moving to South Carolina, which I love South Carolina by the way, Charleston, South Carolina is one of my favorite cities. Low country, everybody, good food, good people, good atmosphere, and. um, that is, is, was that a planned part Or was it three years ago Was that a planned decision To move Or How did that come about
2: uh, Well I lost my grandmother yes, Um, I lost my grandmother And my uncle Within six months Time period Right And it was COVID And that was just a lot right. And you already know When someone passes away Of course it You know death makes The living reflect on their life Right And the lives and so when that happened I had a conversation with Dorico and um just talked to him and let him know that you know we're far away my children don't really know a lot of of my side of the family um due to the fact that we live so far away and I wouldn't mind moving closer home but it had to make sense so that's when I you know brought about the business right um idea to Dorico and um and we just started talking about it and Dorico who's a phenomenal husband. I had a recent stroke scare on last season, right. mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, whatever you want to do, baby, I'll do it. You know, it was just one of those those moments where we're like, oh my god, thank God it wasn't a stroke, right. and um it ended up being a muscle spasm. Mm-hmm. And well, talking about that, and, ju- and that's how it came about. You mm-hmm. know, just yeah. do we move back home, or how do we do this?
3: Right, and and then when you make it a move, because you know you still. You, you, these are decisions they made together but they still impact you because they make yes. your mind roll because that wasn't a part of your process because you know you're men are planners you know we plan stuff and then we, you know yeah. it's like driving with no direction we'll just keep driving and try to get there and so so when his plan in his mind he had a plan so she brought this plan to you how did you you know, processing your brain and say this. This is something that good for the entire family and something we had to do because this is the woman I love and and the and the mother of my fourteen kids.
7: Absolutely. So um, that's a very good question. <clears throat> one of the thing, one of my main concerns is, of course, as you just said, this is the mother of my children, mm-hmm. and as her husband, I have a responsibility to listen to what yes. you know, she wants to do, try to put it in a in a forum that works for everyone. Right, so, uh, but at the same time, you know we're having pushed back from you know some of the other family members, like right. some of the children. This, I have Eric and Gigi; they're not really into doing it. So mm-hmm. the job is trying to find that happy spot in the middle, <clears throat> and then remember, I'm a businessman, so I'm an investor. Right. That's how I family. And so when she mentioned it, I thought it was a very good idea from a financial perspective. If we're able to secure the financial backing If right. we're able to secure the funding from the right investors. I could see it being very lucrative. Right. So for me, I was torn with, I want to stay here in Vegas, but this is a very lucrative opportunity for us to, 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 to create something great for our family. And I, I love her for having such a great idea. So of course it's battling. And that's what you're going to see is the battle between, I want to do it for the financial uh, freedom that it would give us. Yes, sir. But, time I'm torn between wanting to stay in Bakers myself plus the rest of the family want to stay yeah. here mm-hmm. and will we be able to find enough financial securing or backing to make such a thing happen mm-hmm. so there's a lot that has to get figured out that we still have not figured out okay let me say that. right still not mm-hmm. but there's a lot to deal with and you know as being as she and I we're the heads of the house right so we have to always be on one accord yeah. at some point so we're we're working that thing out. Yeah. <laughs> We're
3: getting this thing worked out, but you're going to have to definitely oh, tell me so. I got to wrap it up there. They, 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 they got the little chat when no popped up on the screen. Five minutes. <laughs> y'all got it. Yeah, y'all been talking too long. Y'all been having a good time. You know, usually they didn't threaten me like I can't talk to y'all. Now they tell me I got to stop talking to y'all. You know, that's how they do it when, when you're having fun, um Karen. But I love y'all. I don't want to lose my interview privileges because I want to be back for <laughs> season four with uh, doubling <laughs> down but, with the Derricko with the and On T.L. T- oh, let me, let, me, let me get that voice right for, you know, it could be like the, uh, you know, uh, we're on T.L.C. show, doubling down with the Doricos, uh, fan favorite series is airing season three. And uh, we'll be going through all type of things. And kids, uh, you know, trying to get driver's license, trying to, the 15 year old, just out of control. But, you know, I'm pops over here. You don't mess with pops. Mom over here, she got the four year old triplets, you know, they preschool and got potty training and all this stuff. But going to Disneyland and I got to move either from Vegas East, South Carolina fighting off the mosquitoes down in South Carolina. Have y'all been to South Carolina? Mosquitoes big as birds. <laughs> I love you. I want to thank y'all for coming on the show. And I want to support this, man. Y'all are fun. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Sean. Have a
7: good one, brother. Okay. Thank you.
5: You've been listening to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Always remember to lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations Masterclass is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated.